You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Tucked away in the snowy woods of the Colorado Rockies is a cabin called Wolf Lodge. The cabin is about 11,000 feet above sea level. It overlooks the surrounding mountains, and yeah, it's pretty off-grid. Cell service is 30 miles away. The closest landline, 5 miles away. No power lines, no water lines, no sewer hookup here. And there are no roads. But the cabin does have high-speed internet. The internet comes from Starlink, a satellite service developed by SpaceX, the company founded by Elon Musk. And the FCC has made a $1 billion bet on Starlink. Starlink has the potential to change our skies and how we connect online, but there are a number of challenges to overcome if it's going to succeed. Here to explain, Starlink is Recode's Sarah Morrison. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Teddy. So we've had satellite internet for a while, for, for decades, right? Uh, what makes Starlink different than what we've had before? So Starlink promises that it's going to provide, you know, faster and better satellite internet for the things that the pandemic really showed us we need, you know, streaming video, virtual meetings for like work school doctors, you know, basically anything where you don't want there to be a lag. You know, traditional satellite, which is GEO satellite, is a couple satellites in really high Earth orbit. And they're in a sort of geosynchronous orbit. Basically, they move at the same speed that the Earth rotates, so they're sort of always in a fixed position. There's a couple of them, so they can cover a lot of the surface of the Earth. But because they're so high up, there is that lag. They have a reputation of being slow and expensive. Hmm. So what Starlink does is what's known as um, like LEO internet, basically, which is they put like thousands of satellites in lower Earth orbit, um, and then they have like an inter- connected constellation, uh, which means, you know, they're much closer to the Earth, there's less lag, and, I mean, Starlink is saying it can be cheaper to the consumer than, you know, its sort of geo satellite rivals, uh, at least for now. And then the hope is that, you know, the communities that just can't get terrestrial broadband, they're too remote to realistically connect them to it anytime soon, if ever. They'll still have access to internet that, you know, is just as good and be able to do the things that they need. So faster internet, uh, more available internet, but there's a trade-off to this, right? Tell me about how Starlink will change the skies. So the concerns are mostly that, you know, you're launching thousands of satellites, you know? I mean, it's not just Starlink. There's other companies trying this too. I mean, Starlink alone says they want to launch up to 42,000 satellites up there. Some astronomers are concerned that just so many objects up there could obscure like their, you know, their vision. Um, you have a much higher risk that they could collide with other objects, you know, other satellites, debris. Um, and Starlink has said, you know, 
our satellites have anti-collision measures and we've been doing some things to make our satellites less reflective of the sun. So, mm. you know, the companies themselves say that these things aren't an issue, but there's you know several parties out there who say that it is an issue. Okay. So, so given that, why is the FCC so excited about Starlink? I mean, they're choosing to fund them with a lot of money. Right. The FCC had uh, an auction for this thing called the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, which would basically give subsidies to companies that can supply a certain level of broadband internet to the areas that don't have it. Mm. And SpaceX, you know, with Starlink, was one of the biggest beneficiaries of that auction. They got about $900 million. And that's a lot, especially considering that, you know, this is a company and like a technology that's, you know, really new and still hasn't been proven on a large scale. Like, we do have some beta testers who have the internet, obviously, from Starlink. There's only about 10,000 of them. But even then, they're not all getting like the minimum speeds, even that Starlink, you know, or SpaceX promised to get the deal. So mm-hmm. this doesn't mean that they, you know, SpaceX can't or won't meet those standards eventually or that they won't be able to scale up. But it's just it's just a lot less certain than it would be if this was like an established company and like an established source of internet. It's It's a bet. But if it pays off, it could be great. So zooming out for a sec, I mean, this is all part of the Biden era FCC's plan to connect more Americans to high-speed internet. How does Starlink fit into that kind of broader vision of connectivity and closing what people call the digital divide? Right. So this uh, auction you know, award actually predates the Biden administration. It came out like right at the end of the Trump administration. But the Biden administration and the Biden FCC has also said like they have a big commitment to closing the digital divide. Biden allotted $100 billion in his $2 trillion infrastructure plan to connect Americans to broadband internet. So this is important to them. And again, Starlink is saying we can give internet to people who just can't get, you know, terrestrial internet. Mm. You know, access is a is a part of, you know, closing the digital divide, but affordability is too, because it doesn't really matter how many different you know, ways you have to access the internet if you can't pay for them. And that affordability issue is one that we're still, I think, trying to figure out. Yeah, I mean, is Starlink uh, affordable at the end of the day? Um, I mean, they're requiring a lot of money from the FCC, but tell me about the financials and how this could potentially work out for uh, not just creating, you know, accessible internet, but but cheap internet. Yeah, so right now um, in the beta, you know, testing mode, it's like $499 for the satellite dish and then $99 a month, which is cheaper, I think, than some other, you know, traditional satellite services, but it's not cheap. So I know the FCC is trying to do subsidies for lower income people to afford internet. That could be something. But there's also issues with Starlink's financial viability. which oh, okay. Yeah, which we still don't know. Like there have been... Previous efforts to do low Earth orbit internet, which this is, they've failed, they've gone bankrupt. I believe SpaceX has said that they lose at least $1,000 on each satellite dish they make, even with people purchasing them for $500. The satellites have a relatively short lifespan, and there are so many of them that you could have SpaceX just constantly launching rockets up there to replace them. That costs money. I think Elon Musk himself has tweeted that Starlink is not financially viable yet. There's a deep chasm of negative cash flow, which doesn't sound great. Um, and really just said he could only hope <laughs> to avoid going bankrupt. I mean, he tweets a lot of stuff, so take it for what it's worth. But, you know, there, obviously there's a concern there. That said, 
uh, you know, if they're able to scale up, obviously a lot of the stuff could be cheaper. So, um, you know, there's a lot of possibility here for both the people who need internet and the company itself. But it's still an open question, basically. Sarah, thanks so much for helping us make sense of this. Uh, thank you. You can find more of Sarah's reporting at vox.com slash recode. And remember, you can email us all of your questions or thoughts about Starlink or ideas for the show or anything at all, really, at recodedaily at recode.net. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.